0: Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about, I think, a very interesting topic. It's attacking a... A Christian minister who actually is now working for World Vision. His name is Steve Haas, and World Vision is a rather large Christian aid organization to the tune of about a billion dollars a year. So it's a it's a big organization, works in many countries uh, throughout the world, and what we're going to be focusing on today is an address that Steve Haas made at the Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary, located in Southampton, Massachusetts, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, it was in April of 2014. Now, the interesting thing, the spark started to fly just at the beginning of 2015 after an article was posted in Christian Today. Now, this is not to be confused with Christianity Today. Christian Today is a organization based in the United Kingdom, and so this is very interesting. And as a result of publishing his speech and attacking it in this Christian Today, well, it didn't actually attack it, it was reporting, it was pretty straight reporting, but the interesting thing are the attacks that occurred by Christian Zionists and Zionists. And A little background on Steve Haas, he's with World Vision, he's a vice president, he's one of their advertised speakers, and Steve Haas challenges Christians to live out loud in his role with World Vision, the former youth minister, relief worker, and pastor is a passionate advocate of the poor. He speaks to the important issues that affect communities and churches and offers ways for people to make a difference in his world arena. Steve is a gifted and dynamic spokesman for World Vision's worldwide humanitarian work with a role that includes working with church leaders, contributing to strategic planning on major issues, and communicating about global issues that affect the poor. I wish to add, Mission Leader Haas does not shy away from the war damage being done every day by Christian Zionist organizations. And he does not dodge Israel's brutality to its Palestinian neighbors and citizens. And this is very unique fact. And what we want to do now is actually play the quote, offending part of his speech at this address to this Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary. He talked about three things in this speech. It was published in a paper Lausanne, L-A-U-S-A-N-N-E dot org, that I understand was started by Billy Graham some years ago, it was entitled, All of Me, Engaging a World of Poverty and Injustice. And he focused on three areas. He talked about Rwanda, what, what had happened there, he talked about AIDS, and he talked about Palestine. So we're going to focus on the part about Palestine. It's
1: interesting to me that the address was given in April of 2014. Uh, Lausanne didn't publish it until January of uh, fifteen and then the, everything hit the fan. The address itself didn't seem to generate too much, at least I can't find anything, where the address generated any uh, criticism.
2: So often these guys, if, if something comes out and they hear about it, but it doesn't make much waves they pick the we'll ignore it uh, approach it can't hurt us let's not give it any publicity. i I think we all do that sometimes but if it makes a little print somewhere and it looks like it might get around then then they try to take advantage of it and jump on it this is just the zionist way
0: of going after their enemies so let me play this now
3: allow me to raise one more unintended consequence and i'll need to go quick here because of time As apartheid came to an end, one of our World Vision operatives who had been very involved with the African black community in trying to work their way through that found his way to his counterpart, Desmond Tutu, and he just asked, what more can I do? Desmond Tutu said, go to Palestine. We're done here. Go to Palestine. We've done that for the better part of 30 years. Now we've grown to the largest organization in the region. And for the better part of 60 years, many and perhaps some here have clung to a very narrow theological narrative that weds our Christian theology with a political ideology known as Zionism. Zionism, simply put, is a national movement to return Jews to Israel, simply put. What Jews perceive as their sovereign homeland. And as many of you know, recently your own Dr. Hollinger actually went with a group of senior uh, theological statesmen, uh, presidents of four other seminaries, to actually view the land, to listen to the dialogue, to hear what churches are saying, what leaders are saying on both sides of the wall. And the truth is that in my tribe, we've used this theology in affirming biblical Israel to be the same as the present political entity bearing the same name, with all the rights, privileges, and promises directly conferred. They're called Christian Zionists. And they've drawn parallels from what we've seen in numerous military victories in the massive social work that's taken place and tied them to specific Bible verses, all serving to affirm the full circle of prophetic expression. If allowed to speak, they would say that the strength of the nation of present-day Israel in some way underlines the strength of our own Christian faith as though it was an extension, a direct link. I know this because for years, mildly, this was my feeling. This was my sense. This is the way I read it. So tied have we become to these formations that our theological interpretations, our eschatological charts, our predictions, we've actually labeled any critical comment against the nation state as antithetical to Christian belief. Basically, anti-Jewish. I can just see you wanting to get out and tweet Steve Hawes, hashtag, anti-Semite. You know, just you just want to... You'd miss the point, though. Because I love the Jewish people. Here's the rub. I love Palestinians too. Unintended consequences pressed by our theological assurances. Predominantly my tribe has backed the world's largest and longest occupation of another people group in modern history. We become party to an impressive, oppressive Israel legal system that Tutu and many other church leaders have said is apartheid on steroids. Justice and peace for all justice and peace for all. What does that mean when you're in my tribe? How do we begin to work that out? What does it mean when there's parity? Right now, if you're going to get water and you're a Palestinian, on average, you get 70 liters a day. 70 liters. The global average is 100. Just to manage life, 100. Israelis get 300. 300. If you're in a settlement, you get 350 liters a day. Are you challenged when the average income from an Israeli is $17,500? For a Palestinian, it's $1,750. How do you manage that? What do we as a church say? What do we do? Hear me, this is not a one-sided rail. I'm the one who also says that we need to deal with the injustice on both sides. No one should feel afraid about living in safety and freedom. And so we need to challenge the other side as well, saying that we, we can't just be open to violent reprisal. That needs to be repudiated as followers of Jesus, standing with a church that promotes justice and peace for all. But what do we do with the unintended consequence of a church that used to be 20% and is now a little over 1% and is running away from the land? Why? Because they can't live there anymore. It's unviable. What does the church do in standing alongside Palestinian believers who are trying to be the church, remembering that they're there, understanding that they want freedom too? As one church leader told us, I don't see a future. Well, it's not too late. Ironically, for my tribe, with a history of mind numbing theological dysfunction, and my week at World Vision proved that we're still going on, love, repentance, reconciliation, and passionate engagement are still hallmark values.
0: Well, that was very powerful, ladies and gentlemen, and we will have the entire speech on our website here at We Hold These Truths. The reaction that we're seeing, and the brave stance that uh, Steve Haas has taken here, and then the reaction from the Zionists—we'll talk about that—is we think part of the great turning, as we called in our award-winning film *Christian Zionism: The Tragedy and Turning*, that there is a turning away from these Christian Zionist beliefs. Just to begin
2: with, yes, it is a very slow turning. This is a big boat that's, that's turning. However, World Vision is a 1000000000 dollars outfit, and Steve Haas has been speaking for them for some time. This is not a new incident. It's caused a gigantic attack against both of them, against Steve Haas and also against World Vision. It's coming from all kinds of Jewish and Israeli sources, and the pressure is incredible. But a turning in the sense that 10 years ago, we would not have expected anybody with World Vision to speak out. It is obvious that World Vision is trying to dodge some of the flack that's being brought on them because, of course, they depend upon contributions, and I have to say it's pretty cowardly on their part, but they are dodging the responsibility for what Steve Haas has been saying, probably been saying for him for some time. So certainly they knew about it, it's just that the pressure that's put on is tremendous. But the fact that you have someone as big as World Vision that actually has been taking this position, and if you look at World Vision's position, they have said pretty much the same thing. They've had missions in Palestine for a long time.
0: Yes, and this is borne out, Chuck, by the second article from this Christian Today organization in the U.K., it's entitled, this was February 18, 2015, World Vision Disowns Attack on Christian Zionism by Vice President Steve Haas. And quote, it says down here, now World Vision has issued a statement saying that the paper, quote, does not accurately reflect World Vision's position and views towards the state of Israel and the Palestinian people and was published without proper World Vision approvals, unquote. The organization is, quote, concerned about the conclusions drawn from the article by some readers, unquote, it said.
2: But But if you go to World Vision's webpage and look, it makes it clear that they are very well aware of the treatment of the Palestinian people and they consider it wrong. However, they're dodging. But interesting also to note is that Steve Haas comes out of Willow Creek Church in Illinois where the Heibel family was one of the first prominent evangelical groups to actually go to Palestine, attend the conference on Palestine at Bethlehem Bible College, and they've taken a pretty strong public position. They're one of the first evangelical churches to come out and take a strong position on right and wrong in Israel, Palestine, and Gaza. And uh, Steve Haas worked there at one time. So here in 211, we find out Lynn Heibels went to this conference And three or four years ago, one of their alumnus pops up in World Vision. So it's slow and it's painful, but that's the way big issues are turned around.
1: I've got the uh, World Vision article right in front of me. And like you say, Chuck, it's kind of damage control. But at the same time, they do agree that there are inequities in the uh, Israel-Palestinian thing. It says in the article, quote, World Vision affirms the right of Israel to exist and acknowledges the historic Jewish connection to the land. We also acknowledge the historic connection of Palestinians to the land and affirm a political solution that recognizes the right of Palestinian people to have a state of their own. And then it it goes down and it says, We also believe that sustainable peace cannot be fully realized under the realities of military occupation, as it is a key contributor to poverty in the Palestinian territories and a source of fear and oppression for people there. And it says uh, what we were talking about, where the infrastructure and basic services such as water, quality education, and health care are often in short supply. So they're denouncing, in a sense, Haas, but at the same time they're stating the things that he's complaining about <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and bringing. So, so it's, it's, uh, to me, it's, just, it's kind of damage control, how to keep the money coming in and still maintain that we're, we're concerned about the poor and, and the children.
2: With one exception, I would add, and that is that they have confirmed Israel's right to the land. And, of course, I think they're making a biblical reference there, and that exactly. is leaning toward the evangelical Christian Zionist uh, right. And, of course, we would say that there is no biblical right to the land by anybody. The fact that the Palestinians may have one time been the Philistines does not mean they have a right to the land today. The notion that the Jews, quote, Jews of today, are the same as the ancient Israelites, and they're entitled to the land because some ancestor might have lived there, Whether it's true or not, or whether that really is is a fact or not, is irrelevant in in the rights to land. Land belongs to owners who receive it through proper method and title and uh, who have the key to it. I would point out one point of disagreement that we always have to watch for when we look at any religious group statement, and that is if they affirm that the present-day state of Israel somehow, as a result of ancestry, has the right to the land today. Obviously, that's not how Israel got the land today. They got it by uh, capture uh, and um, military defeat and by uh, gift from someone who didn't know it, England.
0: Well, one of the attacks by a Christian Zionist by the name of Robert Stearns, he's with the organization called Eagle's Nest, and it appeared in the Jerusalem Post entitled, When It Comes to Israel world vision needs an eye exam. So, typically, critics will use uh, bludgeoning language. He starts off here, quote, The toxic mix of lies, ignorance, and half-truths that drive the global movement to delegitimize Israel has washed up at one of the most widely known international Christian aid organizations. And it's blah, blah, blah. He brings out the old canard. Haas levels the familiar and. Intellectually bankrupt apartheid charge against Israel, failing to mention that the only truly free Arab population in the Middle East lives in the Jewish state, where they vote, sit in the Knesset and Supreme Court. Blah blah blah. Unquote. And as as we know, the Arabs, the Palestinians, they're called Arabs as citizens of Israel are second class citizens. That's as well known. So. They fail to see this and always want to deflect to these spurious types of uh, arguments.
2: One of the claims that you just voiced was a very common one from several of these articles have brought this up, that Mr. Haas stated that Israel is apartheid on steroids. And Mr. Haas never said that. Mr. Haas quoted an Anglican bishop from South Africa named Desmond Tutu, who has said those words over and over again. And Steve Haas very carefully attributed those words to Desmond Tutu, someone who lives in South Africa and is telling us that what's going on in Israel is many times worse than anything that ever happened in South Africa. Now, one reason this is so interesting is that another friend of ours who criticized Israel and who is a vicar in a church in England named Stephen Sizer, has been muffled by by the Anglican church in England. He was complained about the same way that Steve Haas has been complained about for making statements and making visits and participating in in programs with people that were considered undesirable by the state of Israel. They went to the Bishop of Guildford and others, and put pressure on them to muffle Dr. Sizer. And Dr. Stephen Sizer has since uh, been effectively muffled, else he would not have been able to keep his parish in uh, Surrey, in England. But it's interesting that the man who muffled Stephen Sizer is the Anglican bishop of Guildford, and uh, the man who claims that Israel is apartheid on steroids is the bishop of Bishop Tutu of the, the Anglican Church of South Africa in Cape Town. So the Bishop of Guildford ought to get together with Bishop Tutu, I would say, and decide what the facts are. And maybe they would see fit to let Stephen Sizer speak his piece. Again, all of this pressure that's put on others, and it's even been put on us in a somewhat different way, is brought down by... The State of Israel always representing themselves as being humanitarian and kind and loving to the Palestinians and, and the victim of Palestinian aggression, never uh, the aggressor, even though they occupy and and periodically bomb the Palestinians. And Stephen Sizer is a Anglican pastor in England who spoke about that. Steve Haas is a evangelical from evangelical circles working for a, a big mission organization in the U.S. They both say... Similar things, they're both being attacked. Look who the attackers are. They're the same group in both cases. It always comes directly from Israel or those who actually Israel controls through their media contacts and others in the United States.
0: Well, it's interesting that it it continues on. I think back just to, to 2011 when a Zionist organization in the U.K., called Hurry Up Harry, waged a campaign. They had a very vitriolic campaign against Chuck Carlson and Stephen Sizer. This was in regards to the Christ at the Checkpoint, and Stephen Sizer has been active. At, this is held at the Bethlehem Bible College biennially, and I think it's the next one will be 2016. They've had three of them. To date, And that gets a lot of flack and gets the Christian Zionist and Zionist gets their ire up to unprecedented levels is about the only way I can describe it. Yes, Christ
2: at the Checkpoint uh, at Bethlehem Bible College in Bethlehem is a sort of a common ground where a lot of these people have been. Stephen Sizer, of course, is taught there. We were invited there, but we didn't get to go because of uh, the vicious attack that was put on us. And it was the first conference uh, at this Bethlehem Bible Church. They weren't used to being attacked directly, even by the State of Israel. And so they canceled our appearance there and canceled our showing of our film there. Stephen Sizer got to go, but two years later, he's in trouble with the Archbishop. And turns out Lynn Heidels from Willow Creek Church was there. She came to listen, did listen. And uh, lo and behold, a few years later, here's Steve Haas speaking out. So it comes around. The truth is an amazing thing. It has a way of never being forgotten. It's somehow always there. And it keeps showing up. And it's been said that a lie goes around the world twice in the morning before truth has time to put her boots on. This is really true. And the lies that come forth from people like Tom has quoted in Israel to condemn uh, first Stephen Sizer, or second Stephen Sizer, I guess, first us, and now Steve Haas. And it's just the same story over and over again, but somehow the truth has a way of prevailing. It's still there. It's working its way around, and God willing, it will eventually be heard.
1: you okay, had a good point. The truth always comes around. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father but through me.
0: Amen. Amen. Well said, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And so maybe we are seeing the great turning here. Like Chuck said, it's a slow process, but these are very encouraging signs. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.